Ladies and gentlemen, Cosmic Ray is proud to present the biggest little star in the galaxy. Direct from New York City on the planet Zork, put your hands together for W Radio. Your information station. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 364 for the week of June 1st, 2014. I am here to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience and bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are with this podcast, my videos, blog, live broadcasts every Wednesday night, my special events, trivia books, audio tours, and more. You can find everything and lots more over at www.radio.com. And don't forget, you can save money on your next Disney vacation with my new book, 102 Ways to Save Money for and at Walt Disney World. Get it in print or take it with you anywhere with a digital copy, which is full of links to shows, videos, websites, and lots of other resources. Also, you get 40 free things to do, eat, collect, and enjoy as well. You can get your copy now at Disney102.com. So with more than 350 places to dine at Walt Disney World, there are choices for every palette and budget, with some of the best options being at counter service locations. So you don't need to invest a lot of time or money to have a great dining experience. And this week, we're going to share our top 10 quick service restaurants in Walt Disney World. Hopefully, we'll introduce you to some new options you might have never even thought of before. And you may want to grab a snack before you start listening, as I think you're going to be hungry by the time we're through. We'll have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week, and then I'll pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned to the end of the show, as I'll have more updates and announcements, including information about upcoming meets of the month in Walt Disney World and other events on the road. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. If you've ever met me or listened to the show before, you've heard me say, and know it to be true, that Walt Disney World attractions are just things you do in between meals. Now, I kid, obviously, but for years, I have extolled the virtues of Walt Disney World's dining options. And far beyond the pedestrian amusement park choices of burgers and chicken nuggets, Walt Disney World has some of the best dining anywhere in the world, as in the planet, not just the Disney World. And believe it or not, many of those choices don't require you to sit down and invest a lot of time and or money. Because some of my favorite places to eat and enjoy in Walt Disney World are quick service locations throughout the parks and resorts. So you probably already know where I'm going with this. Yes, it's time for our top 10-ish Walt Disney World quick service dining locations. And when you hear top 10, you immediately know three things. One, 
it will most likely encompass a list of more than 10. Two, it will most likely include Tim. Even some counter service locations frighten me, Foster. And three, he will inevitably ask you to, quote, go with him here as he goes down his list. So let's get started by welcoming back little Timmy Foster from Celebrations Magazine and GuideToTheMagic.com. <laughs> Why, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and you, uh, by the way, you, you, I forget what you said. You are, are not kidding. You, it is about the food first. It is all about the food. I, you say, I you, you say not. you kid. You're, you're not, you weren't kidding though. No, I'm not. It kidding. is about the food. It first. is all about the food. And if you look at my physique, you know that you know this to be true. Well, even no, I don't, but, <laughs> but following you around the world showcase, have five dinners and one night, one night fiesta. It's we learn a, a little um, bit about you. It's, it's all in the name of research. It is all in the name of research. Because I can't – I don't you, believe, Tim, that I can talk about these places unless I really go through and deep, 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 like, research the food and drink menus therein. Oh, well, you are one of the hardest researchers I've ever met in my life. I'm the hardest working thorough, <laughs> thorough, nothing left undone, unturned, uneaten, unsampled. Unlicked. I'm the James Brown of <laughs> – of Disney food podcasting. <laughs> okay. I'm a giver. I'm a giver. What can I say? So, <laughs> but you know, and, and just look, we, you know, we kid around about the food at Disney, but you know, I think a, a lot of people, and I think you know this, Tim, you know, they hear about yeah. Walt Disney World if they've, especially if they haven't been before or they went as a kid and they think bad burgers and overpriced, greasy nuggets, and we both probably cry just a little bit and then spend however much time as possible convincing them just how wrong they are because it's not just about places like Victoria and Albert's or expensive meals or that you have to have a time-consuming sit-down meal to get good food at Walt Disney World because I think that so many of the counter service locations give you not just great food and great options and they save you time and money but they're great experiential meals and it gives you a chance to sort of sample and taste your way around the culinary world. Whoa. That was impressive. Thank you. I'm going to everybody. There was, some, there was some big words in there. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I mean, is it right? So are you more of a – are you a counter-service <laughs> guy or are you – you're getting your dictionary I'm out to look up – follow some, wherever Lou's eaten and just glom on and have what he's having kind of guy. Well, we're going to – as we but go I'm through – But I'm a nibbler. I'm, I, so I'm a, I, I'm a counter-service quick Yeah, you're, you're a grazer. Guy, but – yeah, you like I. You don't necessarily strike me as I'm going to go back to the room and dress for dinner and you know spend six hours at California Grill. Well, sometimes, but to dispel any uh, myths that are out there, you you won't find me sleeping behind the funnel cake stand all night long. <laughs> not all night. Not all night, and that's not on my list to to stop everybody. And again, we did not talk about our list beforehand. There were no rules nope. and regulations. I will make them nope. up as I go along, obviously. And as you break as you break the rules that I have concocted in my mind, I'll let you know. But I'm going to let you go first. I don't first. know how you could make rules. And I and I think to your thing, I do have two go with me here's on here. Well, that does by, not shock by me. By my at all, broad so. definition. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, counter service, quick service, call them what you will. I'm I, you are my guest, so I will let you go first. But don't call me late for dinner. God. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> I'm, not gonna right, I'm, you, going, I'm not going to call you a comedian either. 
No. Uh, right out of the gate. You know, I'm going – I've learned this with you. I'm going with my number one just in case. And this is – I think you used one of these big words to describe this experience. And um, – uh, going into Epcot and World Showcase. And actually, truth be told, I could have stayed in World Showcase for this entire list, but I had to force myself out of there. But we're going to start there. And this is my uh, favorite counter service restaurant in Walt Disney World, not just for the food, but for the atmosphere, the ambiance, the whole experience. And I'm talking of the Tangerine Cafe. I hope oh, I pronounced that right. See. In the Morocco Pavilion. And I think i just stole one of yours is that but correct just, no i'm i'm giving you a virtual uh, hug oh right? and it's 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 funny because one of the things one of the things i we we both tell people going to walt disney especially people who go not all the time but multiple times is uh you know be adventurous try something new there's there's so much to see and experience and eat um you can't possibly do it on one trip or two or three but sometimes you get stuck in the ruts of favorite places you like to go, favorite attractions you like to ride. Try something new. Try something different. And this was one place that for years I had never gone to. Cause I, uh, to be honest, I'd, I'd never had had Moroccan food, and I didn't know anything about it. And it made me a little nervous. I'd be more comfortable with the cheeseburger, the greasy chicken nugget. All the aforementioned treats that you said. But one day I forced myself, you know, I'm going to experience something new. That's what this experience is all about, after all. And uh, sat down at the Tangerine Cafe, got, got myself a lamb sh- shawarma? Shawarma, shawarma platter. And I am really butchering these names. I know I am. But it was it, – the food was amazing. Um, and but the combined that was sitting out there, I actually went outside, sit in the open air courtyard, um, right by the fountain. You hear the music of the pavilion playing. You get the feel for the uh, the ambiance, the architecture, and the theming of the country itself. It's it's not just the food; it's the whole experience, and it's topped off. Well, topped off with a little baklava from the coffee bar behind there, and that's deadly, by the way. And then so incredibly delicious. But topped off, if you time it right, you uh, might experience a little uh, Moroccan music playing and get to see the old folks dancing, which is a lot of fun. <laughs> and uh, I know I've seen you up there, Lou, doing the belly dancing. I don't know why you call them old is, folks, but that's okay. <laughs> so. Well, well they're older than me. Yeah, it is funny, like the people gathering around and watching, and there's, there's, there always seem to be three or four senior citizens doing their thing. Of all, oh, people. I thought you meant the belly dancer on stage. Like, no, no, I don't no, think no, she's no, that no, old. no, no. Oh, oh no, 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 no. I mean, I mean, the grandma and grandpa getting into it and doing a little, you know, little belly dancing, a little. I don't know what you say. Cha cha doesn't seem to be the quite. I don't the right think it's word. a cha cha. But it a uh, but forget all that. The, the 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 selection of food there is incredible. From I said the lamb before that. Um, they also have uh, chicken vegetable platters. They have wraps uh, as far as the as well as the full platters. Um, and as I said, there's a coffee bar. Well, in the, in the same area, but with a f- full array of uh, desserts and coffees that that are mind-blowingly fantastic. Some of the best desserts, I think, in all the world showcase are there. And kind of tucked away. It's, it's not a place that 
many people probably know about that's also in there. So, so next time in Morocco, have a baklava and do a little dancing. So notwithstanding your comment about the geriatric citizens dancing in the streets, Tim, yes. you, you, you took our bromance to a whole nother level with mentioning Tangerine Cafe because I love this place and I think this is an over-under for me. <laughs> I think it is the most overlooked and underappreciated of the counter-service restaurants. Interesting. I'm with you. Great yeah. food, great atmosphere, incredible value. And although you butcher the name, I walk in. I don't need to look up at the menu. <laughs> Tell me the I, name. <laughs> I go right for, to the shawarma chicken and lamb platter. Shawarma. Why well, just say lamb platter and they it's, know what I'm talking I about. I call it the Avengers special. Right? <laughs> so don't you remember the end of the Avengers? Hey, guys, come on. Good job. Hey, you go for shawarma. Never mind. Watch the end of the Avengers. You'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but I get the shawarma night. chicken and lamb platter. It's about $14. Mm-hmm. It comes with a side of hummus, tabula, couscous salad, and that fresh, like, warm Moroccan bread. It is mm-hmm. a lot of food. It's a great value. Oh. If you don't want the, the oh. lamb, you can get chicken, which is like $11 or $12. There's, like you said, the lamb wrap, chicken wrap. Which you see them cut it uh, right off. You know, sort of the uh, you can see them sort of cutting the meat right behind you. I think the food there is phenomenal. You saw, you you pair it with a little Moroccan mint tea, which is mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing about Morocco and why it's overlooked and underappreciated is because they hear Moroccan like it's going to be spicy. It's going to, and it's not at all. It's delicious. Yeah. It's pretty healthy. And it's very non-threatening. Like it really go in and look and see what they have on the menu and watch the food come out. It is very much non. They also have awesome too. They have uh, Mediterranean sliders as sort of a combo. Oh yes, those are nice. Falafel. That falafel. one you got right. The falafel's nice. Falafel. Falafels with the onions, got the tiki sauce in it, and that's only like eight dollars, nine dollars too. So, you know, thirteen, fourteen dollars. For the lamb platter, might sound like a lot for a lunch or dinner, but I promise you that is a lot of food. And then you're right. You finish it off with that very sort of tucked away pastry counter in the back that I think most people miss. They've got some really nice sort of those honey glazed, um, you know, phyllo dough kind of treats Mm -hmm. and the pistachio. Oh, yeah, it's nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you can get you can get some cocktails back there as well, too. Yes, you can. So I'm, I'm with you. I'm all. I have many favorites. This is one of them. All right. Well, we'll share a falafel. We will uh, and I, a be, and a belly dance. <laughs> Next time. I'm not. I'm not going to touch. Went too falafel far. All right. I went did. too far. Went too far. Um, all right. So that actually is. You know. That wasn't even yours, and you. It uh, wasn't mine, <laughs> and I'm and I'm with you a thousand percent. That it's a two for one. The, um, and in, in looking at my other two favorites it's really hard because i like each of them for different reasons so i'm going to i'm going to look all right i'm going to i'm going to go to one outside of epcot just to sort of break things up a little bit and Mm -hmm. i'm moving over believe it or not to disney's animal kingdom and i say believe it or not because i think some people are like well we're aware like it's not that's not what i'm thinking when i i will tell you yak and yeti and you're saying, Lou, you're an idiot. Lou, Yak and Yeti. Lou, you're an idiot. Yak and Yeti is a sit-down restaurant. No, it's not. Because you what go you... around the co- – wait, there's more. Whoa. The Whoa. Yak and Yeti local food cafe, dare oh. I say, Timmy Foster, that yeah. not only is it a better value than inside uh, – granted, it's counter service versus table service. 
but I love the atmosphere when it's not 300 degrees outside, and I love, love the food here. Now, when you go and look at the menu, you'll see things like beef lo mein and honey chicken and mandarin chicken salad and sweet and sour chicken, things that you see sort of on an Asian Chinese food type menu, but you get good-sized portions, great food, and here is my secret menu. This When I go there, again, I don't look at the menu mm-hmm. other than see if it changed. Mm-hmm. What I like to do is I get an, I get side orders. I get a side order of chicken fried rice, which is under $4, and two pork Ooh. egg rolls that are about $4. So for $8, I get a big old bucket of fried rice and two egg rolls. They have specialty drinks. They also have banana pudding or triple chocolate mousse for dessert. What? I, yeah, I kid you not. I would not lie to you. <laughs> Plus, they ha- now have, finally, uh, a bunch more covered seating areas off in the back. And if you go way, 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 like straight in the back, all the way tucked in the corner, not only are there little hidden restrooms back there, but there's mm-hmm. some nice, quiet, shaded areas. You can hear that sort of the, the music of Asia. I-, I like the food there. Great value there. No entree is over. I think maybe the beef lo mein maybe is $11. Otherwise, nothing is over $10. Uh, they also have like an Asian chicken sandwich. Like I said, I think there's sweet and sour chicken. So there's nothing there that is scary or threatening or anything like that. It's like, oh, there's not going to be something for somebody to eat here. I think there's something for everybody. Great value. And look, if you want to get French fries, like they have French fries too. So Yak and Yeti outside, one of my favorite places to sit and eat and work. Great value. Great location. One of my all-time, all-time favorites, Tim Foster. That's wonderful. So when I go, do I actually ask for big bucket of fried rice? Is that they what it's don't called? call it, they actually call it a side order of chicken fried rice. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's right. not actually. I just want to get big, my terminology <laughs> right. And and look, you know, big bucket <laughs> is is a little bit of a um, is maybe a, a stretch. It's not necessarily <laughs> a big. Yeah, it's not necessarily a, a big bucket. So, but even if you want like a chicken sandwich, you have like a nice okay. little chicken sandwich like on uh, like a ciabatta bread. So. Probably about five or six different entrees and maybe four or five different sides to choose from. So I did. Wonderful. Thank you. We're it going. We're going. We're right. going. It is you got me on the on the desserts anyway. But um, I, I'm I think for the next one, I'm going to get a little controversial. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as with you, I'm going to bop out of Epcot for a sec. And this is uh this is my first sort of go with me here because this is really on the list more out of nostalgia than anything else and I am talking about the Main Street Bakery slash Starbucks Hmm. and I can hear I can hear everybody screaming now because I know when whenever I don't know if you've experienced this whenever we post about it or talk about or make any mention of it I I it's can't think divisive. of anything else. It's that, very divisive. <laughs> I know. I can't think of anything else that generates as much controversy recently as yeah. this. It's either you you uh, love it or you accept it or you just flat out hate that corporate Starbucks has invaded, you know, the fantasy of Main Street USA. So um, and I, I, I will say I know when when the news of Starbucks coming in first hit. Uh, I'm a Starbucks 
fan, not an avid junkie. Like I don't do the triple whip, like you know, mocha, whatever. But um, I'm good for a frappuccino. But uh, I, I wasn't sure. I was a little nervous. Like, you know, did it mean uh, they were just going to serve Starbucks there? Was they're going to rip the whole thing out and turn it into the same Starbucks that's right around the corner from me? And by now, we all know how it turned out, and it's Starbucks. But I, I did appreciate that they did keep the theming intact of the Main Street Bakery and Main Street itself. Now, the you know, the menu is what it is, and I dearly miss my great cheese Danish that I would get there. But, um, but I was pleasantly surprised when I went in. And I don't – I think I fall on the I don't mind it so much. Um, it is a little jarring seeing, seeing the Starbucks sign there. But if I could do a slash on this one too, I would say, and I hope I'm not taking one of yours, Main Street Bakery slash Ice Cream Parlor, since they're so close. Um, I just think that the two of those places uh, evoke the the theming and the feeling of Main Street um, perfectly, just as well as the shops, just as well as the Emporium, just as well as the horse and carriage running down or running down, clomping down Main Street. <laughs> Um, everything around the decor, the pictures, the brass pole, uh, everything inside still screams to me Main Street. Um, I appreciate I can get a Frappuccino, so I don't mind it so much. Um, so I, I throw it out there. I'm, I'm not sure how a lot of people think about it. Well, I'm sure I know how a lot of people think about it. You said they're very divided. So, Numangelo, I'm curious what your thoughts are. So on I, Starbucks and Main Street, are you a happy puppy? Are you outraged? Are you? It's okay. They still have neat costumes. Let like, me go on you, the record. First and foremost, yes. I'm a Dunkin' Donuts kind of guy, right? Well, you know, I, you know. <laughs> that being said, I am um, not so emotionally vested either way. Like I did not lose my marbles one way or the other. From a business perspective, when I heard the news, I'm like, this makes perfect sense. Right. Mm-hmm. And I can say this now. The coffee in Walt Disney World, not my favorite. Right. So Starbucks is a lot of people's favorites. So give the people what they want. Right. If people want Starbucks and look, the fact that you do not walk down Main Street and your view of the castle that weaning the distance is not distracted by the big green awning that you do see in every town. That right. I'm happy about. You don't know it's a Starbucks until you are on top of it and see sort of the etching in the window or the logo in the window and then walk inside. It still does have a Main Street USA look and feel to it. So it does not feel as though they threw some sort of the typical, uh, you know, boilerplate Starbucks and threw it in there. So for right. that reason, I am not so – I'm not upset about it at all. I see the lines. I see happy people tweeting and Instagramming pictures of their Starbucks as they're walking down Main Street. So if it's <laughs> making people happy, why should I be so upset about it? The coffee is good. The menu has changed. People do miss certain things on it. I, I totally get that. They left some things on there, which I think is cool too because I think people want not just coffee to re- recharge, but they need some uh, some food as fuel as well. So – my very long-winded answer to your short question is I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm happy with it. And I'm happy, well, to good. S- I'm happy that it makes other people happy. And it's funny I say that because I'm right, – and it's funny I even bring this up because I'm not a coffee drinker. So I couldn't tell you a bad cup of coffee from a good cup of coffee. But I've heard from 
people in the know that in the day, you know, it was hard to find a good cup of coffee on in Walt Disney World, like sure. you said. And if Starbucks fits your bill, then there you go. Now, granted, not everybody, not everybody is a Starbucks coffee fan, but there are a lot out there. And there's, but there's different types of teas, and there's other kinds of well, hot sure. chocolates and things. And like I said, get. I. Right, but when your only other choice uh, was Nescafe, and it was like you could have Nescafe or you could have Nescafe, I would take a tea. So give me a white chocolate mocha, and I'm ready to go. I just I'm not smart enough to order at Starbucks a mocha latte frappe <laughs> venti. I'm like just that's give me a as cup of far coffee. that's about <laughs> as far as I get, and I'm still not even quite sure what I'm getting. I just know it tastes good. So all right, so I'm gonna move from Starbucks, which was not on my list. I am, you know what. I'm, I'm taking a stand. I'm going to go to the one that is on the top Uh-oh. of my list. As I think about it, okay. this one is far and away the top on my list. I keep coming back to it. If you've known me or have seen me working in the parks, you may have actually seen me here because I love this place for the food, but I may even love it more because of the environment. I talked about experiential dining, and I think at Katsura Grill in, in Japan and Epcot, it is far and away the best environment that you could eat at. Now, let's talk first about the food in there. I will tell you that when it switched over from the old, um, oh God, it's just, it, the name just escaped me what it used to be called, uh, the Yakitori House. Uh, they did change the design inside. They changed the menu a little bit. And then they recently changed it again. And I'm bummed because they had something on there for a very short period of time called an Okonomi, Okonomiyaki, which is sort of like, it's, it's like the size of a pancake with sort of a uh, a moist hash brown type of consistency to it, almost like the inside of an egg roll, but it had this sort of tangy white and teriyaki soy. So I love, I loved this thing. It was a vegetarian option too, which was really, really nice. Unfortunately, it's gone. But food-wise, uh, I love the food here, right? There's a couple of different types of sushis. I'm a, look, I could eat sushi for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You give me spicy tuna, I'm a happy I've man. I've seen you do it. You, I eat an inordinate amount of sushi for a little man. I, I will admit that. But there's California <laughs> rolls and spicy tuna rolls, and there's a combination, and there's a vegetable roll. But they also have a number of different types of udon. They have a, a shrimp and a curry udon, like a, a noodle soup. And simple, easy things, teriyaki beef, chicken, salmon, combinations, uh, they have a delicious curry rice, and when you see, when you think curry, don't think Indian spicy hot you know blow out your sinuses curry. It's a Japanese curry rice with a little bit of a hint of a spice in the curry sauce. What you should get is they have a, a chicken cutlet with the curry. It's about twelve dollars with um, steamed rice, really, and they've got soup and salad. But I go in there, Tim. I get a spicy tuna roll. I get something else on the menu. I get my iced green tea, and I mm. actually have a really nice green tea ice cream, too. Mm-hmm. But what sells me on Katsura Grill is the environment. It's tucked all the way up in the in the back on this beautiful hill, and it to me, the hidden gem about this is not going in there and eating inside. It's going outside. Again, there's hidden restrooms back there, too. But you <laughs> sit outside... And among the shade of the bamboo trees, it sounds like a song, hearing the sounds of the water, the waterfall, the taiko drummers off in the distance possibly, or some beautiful, very soothing Japanese music in the distance, the, the, the visuals, you can look down on the promenade, it's wonderful, like during the day and at dusk, you can sort of just hang back there, I've had meets of the month there, I work there sometimes, I think it is absolutely 
beautiful and you kind of almost forget, other than the fact that you're carrying your own tray, that it's counter service. So if you're a teriyaki guy, a sushi guy, that you want wine or sake or plum wine, they have that there. Katsura Grill, far and away, my favorite, you know, forgetting values, my favorite place to go and have a counter service meal. I could, you know the the virtual bro hug you gave me for Tangerine Cafe? <laughs> Did you, are you giving I'm it back to one. me? Oh, yeah. I'm giving, I'm giving it back to you. And I, and I let this off the list because I, I knew you, you knew, were going to yeah. go there. And I'm absolutely with you. That, that I, I, it, I'm with you. Like food aside, just, just sitting up there, especially at night with the, the lamps, the paper lamps hanging up there. It is amazing. And isn't that ironic that they're, both of these places are virtually right next door to each other? Well, I think that's significant. I don't know. <laughs> but... um. <laughs> So, hey, wait, as long as we're in Epcot, uh, I was going to say, I think I finished out in Epcot. <laughs> no, I have one left. This, I'll do my other little go with me here. And the only reason this is a go with me here, it's, it's not really that outlandish. It's just that I don't, think, I don't think many people think of this particular place when you're thinking even counter service restaurants. And this is a little hike down around World Showcase Lagoon. We're going over to the China Pavilion. And they, of course, have their own counter service, fuller counter service inside restaurant, the Lotus Blossom Cafe. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the little kiosk out by World Showcase Lagoon, the joy of tea. Hmm. That is my next go-to spot. Wow. And it's, it's small, so, you know, calling it – it's on that line between counter service and kiosk or whatever words you want to use. Dare but, you say food cart. Almost, almost to the level of food cart. I, I don't think there's wheels on it, but you could. You could. <laughs> um, speaking of food carts and Adventureland egg rolls, um, you could uh, – it, it has a, a, a few things to snack on, including – uh, pork egg rolls, uh, barbecue pork buns, curry chicken pockets, that sort of thing. Even uh, you mentioned uh, ice cream in Japan. You can get ginger ice cream or red bean ice cream here. But the thing I always go for are the slushes, and they are amazing. I My particular favorite is the mango green tea slush, but they have a few different varieties. And... If you're used to your standard, you know, raspberry blue and Coca-Cola cherry slushy, this is not the slushy you're used to. These these have the tastes of of uh, the the Chinese teas, like the iced teas that you might have in the restaurant, but combined with strawberries, peaches, mangoes, etc. Um, it's it's a one of a kind taste. I can't even describe or what it would compare to, and. Uh, Usually what I'll do is enter through Mexico, around Norway, stop off at the Joy of Tea, grab a slush, continue on, and get a brain freeze right around Italy that hurts so bad I have to sit down for about five minutes. But it is a brain freeze that is well worth it because this, this is a treat. I, um, I defy you to find it anywhere else. I haven't found it anywhere else. It's, it's, it's a one-of-a-kind slushy, icy Chinese experience, and I'm going to get myself in trouble, so I'm going to stop talking. 
So well, this is this is an interesting choice, right? Because when you but said it China, is, but it is out there. It when you said China, I wasn't feeling it. You know, Lotus Blossom is nice, and Nine Dragons. I see. You thought I was. Right? But I will tell you, I like you pulled this one from wherever it is you pull things. And I, th- I'm almost sure. I know we had. I know that we had when we recorded. There was issues with either the video or the audio. So I, I think it actually went up. But I actually think I did a video about this in terms of what I felt was the best value possibly in on the entire Walt Disney World property, and it's called the Lucky Combo. You get a pork bun, a yeah. chicken pocket, and an egg roll. But wait, there's more. Well, more. A soft drink. And an what? ice cream for under ten dollars. Amazing. Three like pieces for the meal, <laughs> a drink, and an ice cream under ten bucks, and you don't have to like. And there's right there, right on the promenade. I'm also yeah, with and, you. And best of all, sit, yeah, sit by the world of the lagoon. Sit by the right, and you get yeah. the little the the, the the Chinese music, and it, mm-hmm. it's nice. Uh, they yeah. also have. If you p- care to indulge and and wet your your palate with something of a more uh, adult beverage, they've got some really neat adult beverages here too. They have a green tea plum slush that's made with yeah. plum wine. And that's very nice. It's uh, very cool and refreshing, and just I think it wins the award for the coolest name on the promenade, the Cantaloupe. <laughs> It's a, it's a drink that has vodka yeah. and cantaloupe juice. So or the peach snap with the, the schnapps. With the schnapps, everybody with likes the schnapps. little schnapps. So and yeah. they have beer and plum wine. So this this little cart kiosk whatever has great food, desserts, drinks, adult beverages, all in a place that I think a lot of people probably walk by because they see Joy of Tea and they're like, oh, I'm not a tea drinker. Yeah, I I think also they knowing there's a. There is a counter service rest, fuller restaurant in China goes into your column of overlooked. Not most overlooked because you won that one. But but I'm with you. I think people tend to not either not notice it's there or not realize how much is uh, there to be had if you were to go partake of delights and the joy of tea. Okay. Yeah. So I uh, I do have another one from Epcot that I like for many, many reasons. But I'm going to bounce outside of, of Epcot. Oh, good. That means I can steal the one you're You are going to steal? That's, oh, that's fine. There's no stealing. Probably. We can share it. We can certainly share it. <laughs> um, I'm going to bring you, Tim Foster. Yes. To the home of, as they call it, the world's greatest. And every time I say this, I think of the movie Elf, when it's like the world's greatest cup of coffee. coffee. Congratulations! You're the world's greatest cup of coffee. You've done it. <laughs> this is the world's greatest hot sandwich, and it is at the Earl of Sandwich. Oh, in downtown Disney. You're way out there. I'm. Um, I'm so fun. I've been told I've been out well, there many times before. Metaphorically, metaphorically, I'm out there. But the Earl of Sandwich in uh, downtown Disney. And I know I've said this probably 16 times, but this time it really is true. The <laughs> Earl of Sandwich is probably overall the place you will get the most value for your dollar, right? It's sandwiches and soups and salads. And I think, and I and I know the prices have changed, and, and whenever you listen to this show, they may be different. I believe that every sandwich still is under $6 there. No way. Way. And there's literally about 30 different sandwiches you can get. And it's not just like roast beef or ham and cheese. There's like Hawaiian barbecue, jerk chicken, 
Oh, you can get uh, a chipotle chicken, a caprese salad sandwich. So they've got a lot of different vegetarian options. Meatballs. The holiday sandwich, which is now, it's now a holiday all year round. Uh, they have a really nice, like a Thai chicken salad that you can get like in a wrap. Um, a spicy tuna wrap. All different kinds of like grab and go sides and desserts. I mean, it's a huge, huge menu. And when you go there for breakfast, lunch, and or dinner, because you can do all three, um, the line may look as though it's long, but they make every sandwich fresh. And I and I guarantee that line moves. I don't know how they do it, but man, they get you out of there very quickly. They have a great turnover there. You can sit outside. It's right uh, down by uh, Once Upon a Toy. Or you can sit inside. There's big tables and small tables, no matter how big your group is. Um, I think it's got a huge variety. They have, so oftentimes will have seasonal items on the menu as well. I think a lot of people don't think about this as a place that you can go for breakfast. And they actually have breakfast. We've had a meat of the month there, like for breakfast. But the food is awesome. The sandwiches are fresh. They're made to order. Um, I, I think it has something like... You cannot not find something that you will enjoy on this menu. And if you just don't know, if you're overwhelmed, just say, give me a holiday sandwich and you can thank me later. Oh. Yeah, right? See? Even Tim oh. Foster, who like never eats, was like he, he I did never a, I you never did a Homer eat. Simpson I'm, on the on the, the holiday sandwich. <laughs> I always go to Epcot. I'll have to go somewhere else. Um very nice. Well, I'm gonna go back to the Magic Kingdom. I realized I had one more. You've in never there. eaten at Earl of Sandwich, have you? You've never even nope. you don't even know where it is. I don't even know where it is. I don't know where this where's this downtown <laughs> Disney marketplace thing you're talking about. Um this is a by well, the way, before I'm, wait, before you move on, yeah. I, I want to apologize. And I I keep wow. saying for years I've been saying I want to do this. I should know whenever we do a food thing, I should warn people ahead of time, you will be hungry at some point. Because <laughs> right now I'm Are you back. hungry? I am so I could eat my fingers. I am so hungry. But see now. Move on. See now I was smart. I had a bowl of cereal before I started this. Oh God. It's like it's like when you go shopping. Don't go shopping hungry. Oh, I know. Because you'll get in trouble. And you're in trouble. I'm in trouble. Because I'm you're literally dying. saying, I okay, can... how quickly can we get done and how quickly can I get to you're, downtown? You're, <laughs> you're, licking, you're licking the screen. That's, that's terrible. Um, I'm going over to, oh, to Adventureland. And, um, Please do. Go somewhere. This, this, is, this is not on the list for any other reason than I just like tacos. <laughs> so, um, and, and they don't even have them anymore. But um, I'm talking about the... I'm going to get this name right, the Tortuga Tavern. See, right. I did that right. And that's a good thing it's called that because I still can't say <laughs> El Pirata El Perico. <laughs> and my Spanish isn't that bad. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, anyway, I, I, I like it. This is, uh, at first glance, is a, tip, a typical counter service uh, type of a restaurant that you find at the Magic Kingdom. Not dissimilar from... Uh, Pecos Bill or, or something. Um, but it's the menu that's a little different. It's not just your typical burgers, chicken, that sort of thing. Uh, here you can get a burrito, uh, taco salad, beef nachos. You used to have tacos when it was that pirate and parrot thing, which was, uh, <laughs> which was great because it, it was, uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, probably the only place, at least counter service-wise, you could get that sort of thing, whereas most other counter services had the typical fair burgers and you know, chicken, that sort of thing. So, again, it's not 
well, it, it is cool. I think when uh, they rethemed Pirates of the Caribbean to bring it into line with the Pirates of the Caribbean movie franchise and extended that theming out into the Caribbean Plaza, uh, this obviously was one place they could go. Um, the Tortuga Tavern coming from the name coming from the films and so forth. Now, there's not a lot of pirate shenanigans going on inside unless you start something. But although a big black bird did come in and try and steal my food once, <laughs> and I think that's somehow significant. Um, but I will tell you this I, it's as if I, you're a foodie, you walk in there, you know what you're doing. As you said, you don't even have to look at the menu. You can just say big bucket of fried rice and you're good to go. <laughs> now, I made, I, and I'm going to confess this in front of the millions of people out there, I made a rookie mistake when I first ordered my taco salad. And just to explain to you what this is, the taco salad is not a salad per se. It's a tortilla bowl, a crisp tortilla bowl that you fill with taco beef and lettuce cheese, you know, whatever you want to put on it. Which is fabulous. You can eat the bowl. Lou, you can eat the bowl. You can't get better than that. But anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the menu and I see this beautiful picture of the taco salad. It's got cheese and sauce and lettuce and everything on it. And I say, well, one, please. And they give me the tortilla bowl with beef in it. And that's it. And I said, well, where's all the rest of the stuff? And the cast member in her very polite way just casually pointed behind me to the fixins bar where I was supposed to put all my other stuff on it. So when you go to Tortuga Tavern and you get your taco salad, remember you got to put everything on there. Don't be a dummy like I was and, and say, where's my cheese? And look with long, sad eyes and, you know, have people say, first time to Magic Kingdom there, Mr. Foster? It's great. So You wrote a book, right? You published a magazine about yeah, Disney World? Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's, that's my embarrassing rookie tale. Hopefully I've saved others from a similar fate. But kidding aside, it, it's um, the food is, is fabulous. It might not – the menu isn't as, as, as extensive as some of the other places we talked about. But I think it's a great change of place from the other counter service restaurants. The theming is great. If you're a Pirates of the Caribbean fan, you'll love it. As I said, it takes the, the whole Caribbean plaza is all one big Pirates of the Caribbean melange now. And I think it's fabulous. And it's, uh, it's great. The only com- – this isn't a complaint. The only regret I guess I have is it's not open – all the time. Right. It's a seasonal sort of place, and more often than not, I find it is not open when I'm there. But um, if you are lucky enough and it is open, go on in, have some food, enjoy yourself. But just watch out for the birds because they they do like their tacos out. <laughs> and this is you know this is a nice um, it is it is a nice break, Magic Kingdom wise, especially from the burgers and fries. And look, nobody makes a better bit burger you know in the theme parks other than Pecos Bill. Although that's a video debate for later, yeah. um, it actually shares. It actually sh- you can actually you can share the seating area mm-hmm. with Pecos Bills, and so if you if it seems like it's crowded, oftentimes if you walk in the back uh, inside, it it's cooler and not quite as crowded. You're right. It, it is not a very extensive menu. It's a chicken or beef burrito, taco salad, nachos, or vegetarian burrito, and, and that's about it. I think the kids, I think they have peanut butter and jelly uh, or quesadillas for kids. Yeah. But the nice thing about it is I- it is sort of a make your own. So whether it's yeah. a burrito or the taco salad, you go to the Fixins bar and you can really sort of bulk it up, you know, with lettuce and tomato and, and salsa and spice it up however you want. So at seven, I think they're all really under 
eight dollars, maybe seven, seven fifty, eight dollars, somewhere around there. You can get a really good sized meal. Don't forget your free cup of ice water. That's a that's the <laughs> my tip of the day. Tip of the day. Tip of the day. <clears throat> One hundred and two ways to save money at Walt Disney World. Now available at Amazon.com. Um, <laughs> but and the nice thing too is location wise, it's cool. So if you say you have a fast pass coming up for like. Jungle Cruise or Splash or whatever. Uh, yeah. This is a good place to sort of duck into, have a nice meal, and then go out and uh, and hit your attraction as well. So and and you're right, nicely themed. I, I dig how it's themed too. I will throw out there too. It being seasonal, it's uh, even if it's not open, then surprise you found a nice quiet place to relax out of the sun. So right. No, you can't eat anything, but. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, JP and the Silver Stars, how I miss your music in, in Adventureland. But uh, that being said, before <laughs> you steal... JP and the Silver Stars, the Adventureland Steel Drum Band. Yeah. You don't know what I'm, I'm you've never, You've never even been to I'm Disney with, World. You just start... Where is... <laughs> What's All this right. castle thing you I'm um I'm going back to Epcot Center Uh-oh. because I know Uh-oh. you're going to steal it. I know you're going to steal it. So we're, this is going to be one that that I think that we're going to share... No, nah, I don't think so. I don't think so. We'll see. Hmm. I'm not going to the electric umbrella. Surprising. No. No, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm making the trek. I'm making the trek yeah. into the land pavilion. Um, because I, oh. I want you to listen to oh. the land that we all. Nature's plan will shine above and look down on the sunshine seasons food fair. This what? Tim Timmy Foster, Timmy Foster. <laughs> yes. Nowhere else. Will you have such a large, unique, varied selection of fresh, healthy foods as you will find at the Sunshine Seasons Food Fair? You can get everything from Asian to rotisserie to bakery to oak-grilled rotisserie chicken and pork chops and Mongolian beef and -and grab-and-go options. Options include Mongolian beef. Spicy cashew chicken with fried rice or noodles, sweet and sour chicken, rotisserie chicken, oak grilled fish with smoked paprika, green beans, and roasted potatoes. It sounds like it's a sit-down restaurant, but it's not. A pork chop, turkey and Monterey Jack on Tabata, flatbread sandwiches, roasted beets and goat cheese salad with honey dressed. What I love there, they have this um, togarashi seared tuna noodle salad. It's like 10 bucks. It's a little spicy with cold noodles. It's Awesome sauce, salads, paninis. Awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. See what I did there? Um, <laughs> they also have the vegan, um, the vegan chicken chunk sesame thing, vegetarian options, a steak and blue cheese. There are literally about 20 different options in five different stations, inc- not including all the different grab and go options. There's probably 15 different ones, probably 30 different desserts. And the bakery that's there as well. Frozen stuff, cold stuff, obviously every drink under the sun. Like, if you can't find something there, you're obviously not hungry. Um, And there's also, there's (laughs) alcoholic beverages there, too. You can get beer and wine and and things like that. Um, And again, it's, um, it's, it's. There's a lot of different types of food, right? So it's like Asian and American style and, and a little bit of everything. So if you can't sort of pick a place that everybody in the family wants to go, this is where you go. Because if somebody wants Asian, somebody wants a sandwich, somebody wants vegetarian, somebody wants a salad, somebody wants soup, somebody wants a, a nice piece of fish, you can get every one of those things here. 
every item on the menu is under, I think, under $12 or so. Again, prices do change, so they're reasonably priced. There's tons of seating. Also, if you're waiting for your Soren Fast Pass or you're living with the Land Fast Pass, listen, let's not, you know. Um, it's <laughs> they still air, have one. I think they still do. It's air-conditioned inside. There are restrooms down there as well. Uh, I think Sunshine Seasons, you know, is... And when I and I say half jokingly, worth the walk because you kind of have to walk into the land and all, go all the way downstairs. It's so far away, but it is <laughs> worth the big hill. <laughs> the big hill. Um, it is so very much worth the walk. And if you're waiting for your soar and fast pass, like this is where you can go. Um, they have a, a great, great um, set of options there. I believe they all, oh yeah, they still do have breakfast, right? They have a, a breakfast menu too. So you really can go there for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I think for breakfast they have um, like a, a breakfast platter and like a panini. And I think they have some sort of like a um, an oatmeal with, with berries or something like that in there too. Oh, yeah. So uh, And tons, of, and again, tons and tons of, of baked goods. So uh, Sunshine Seasons is arguably, you know, well, I can't say that because I love Katsura Grill just so much. But <laughs> arguably, honorable mention and Tangerine Cafe. It's one of the three, definitely in the top three places. <laughs> uh, counter service in uh, definitely here. Here you go, far yes. and away the best counter service location in Future World. There you go, <laughs> I, and well done. I I I totally agree, and I miss that. I my my Epcot one is going in a totally different direction, but I I remember and um yeah. My favorite things there, or favorite things I've seen. My stepfather once got the biggest pork chop I have ever seen, or it was a <laughs> chop of something. And I just, I, it was unbelievable that was coming out of a theme park yeah. counter service restaurant. It was amazing. But I tell you, the favorite thing I like to get there is they have an exquisite fruit and cheese platter, one of those grab and go things. But it's amazing. And actually, what I like to do is grab it and well, pay for it, and then um, actually go out of the pavilion, and go around back, find a nice quiet bench, and just sit and relax. So, but like you said, you, there's you can find anything there. It's and, amazing. And, you know, usually when you find a lot of different varieties and types of food, it's like, all right, it's probably there's a lot of it, but it probably isn't very good. The food is excellent. Like that tuna yeah. salad, like that tuna mm -hmm. is like high. I mean, and I'm a I'm a sushi snob to a certain degree. You are like that is a high quality level of tuna, which I was not expecting there. It's seasoned well. It's not, you know, dumbed down for, you know, just to sort of get food out. It, it's very, very good. Something for kids and adults. So I'm hungry. And just so you know, I'm still hungry. And I like the carrot cake, too. How could you not? The vegetables. It's, it's, veg good. it's healthy. Yes. Speaking of not healthy, <laughs> um, for my last one, uh, I'm going back to World Showcase, actually. And... <clears throat> This is tough. If you were to ask me, what is your favorite dessert spot in World Showcase? Um, tough one to answer. And I think uh, the go-to answer would be the boulangerie, patisserie, etc., etc. Because I think the name got longer last time I checked. In France, uh, which is not where I'm going, but everybody knows about that or should know about it. I mean, so many delicious things to have. But I think giving it a run for its money would be – I'm going to – let me get this name right. The Kringla Bakery Og Cafe in the Norway Pavilion. And 
this uh, again, it, it more it's more of a bakery kind of place, um, and it has sandwiches. I'm not brave enough to try the salmon and egg sandwich or the club. Sa- well, I would have the club sandwich if I was in the mood for lunch, but I'm not going there for lunch. I'm going there for the desserts because the desserts here are unbelievable. And like many of the pavilions in World Showcase, if not all of them, the desserts you're finding here, and actually all the food items, um, are particular to the host country, Norway, in this place. So this is a chance to try something that you normally wouldn't get. And I talked to you, Mr. Dunkin' Donuts, man. (laughs) You may like yourself a good Boston cream, and I'm no stranger to the powdered sugar cream donut myself, but if you get a school bread from the from the Norway Cafe, it, it is unbelievable. And it's funny because I was recommended to get this, and you hear it, you think it's a piece of bread. Maybe it's sweet or something, but... It's not. It's it's actually quite an amazing pastry. Words I say can't do it justice, but uh, it's 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 the king of donuts. It's the king of Danish. It's it's everything you could imagine, and then some. And that's and that's just the tip of the iceberg. What they have at the bakery, you can get a, a sweet pretzel, uh, sweet pretzel with almonds. They have cinnamon rolls, uh, Danishes, that sort of thing. Uh, but another traditional Norway selection to try is a lefso, oh, which I love you so much, uh, which is a lefso, which for those not in the know, and I was one not in the know when I tried it, but it's a sort of a potato bread thing with a cinnamon sugar coating on it. Um, now it's not as sweet and uh, decadent as the school bread or the pastries at the Boulangerie Patisserie, but um, it's very good. And it's, it's a, very interesting thing to try and if you're visiting world showcase with the idea of you want to experience the sights, sounds smells tastes of all the countries this is a good thing to try because this is something you wouldn't find around here or in you know in the states in your normal around the corner bakery this is this is a traditional norwegian uh not unless delicacy is not the right word but treat dessert we'll say and uh, and well worth trying. And uh, you, you know, you try a bunch of things there. You'll sure to find a new favorite. And uh, like I said, it's uh, lingerie patisserie comes out tops for desserts, but this definitely gives it a run for its money. And uh, you know, quite not a lot less popular than than the lingerie, but but perhaps not as well known and well worth the uh, uh, seeking it out and finding it and. Uh, Trying out a couple morsels. All right, I, I got a lot to touch on here, right? Well, I, I'm done. You, you're going to no, do no, because I, I'm with you. Oh wait, I forgot. I forgot the rice cream with strawberry. Yeah, sauce. right. I so, got it. All right, the so traditional Christmas treat. I did a, uh, I did a video that my top five snacks in World Showcase, which you can find over at YouTube.com/slash WDW Radio, or just do a search for it. And spoiler alert. School bread made it very, very high onto the list, although I'm a monstrous fan of the Lefsa. And by the way, mm. under $2. Like, it's like yeah. a, I think it's $1.79 or $1.99. You get that yep. with like a nice little cup of coffee or iced coffee and you sit outside. Or, that's a nice little treat. But, you know, we're talking about counter service restaurants. I think one thing people don't realize about the, the bakery. Like France, 
is that they have great sandwiches there too. Yes. They have a club sandwich, a ham and apple sandwich, a salmon and egg sandwich, which on like a, a toasted sourdough bread, which is really nice. Roast beef, they have a vegetable sandwich, all of them are around seven, eight dollars, maybe tops. So you can sit there, have a nice sandwich, get a nice little dessert, get a little nosh. You sit outside, you say hi to to um, what's her name, the the, the runner, uh, Greta Weitz. Right? Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you yeah. know, and then I, you know, you can go ride the the Maelstrom. Yeah, well, best not eat it because you know the whole going upside down twice that could get you kind of <laughs> so you know not on too full of stomach. I, uh, I I like that. That's a um, that's a good call. That's a, a really good call right there. Good call. Well, let's go. We'll split a left set. Oh my God! You better come hungry next time you come to Walt Disney World and ha- get your walking shoes on, brother. Because you, you got a lot you, of places you arrive, to go. When you are touring Walt Disney World with Lou Mangiello, you arrive hungry, but there's no way you leave hungry. You better wear stretch. You better wear yoga pants. Better wear your stretch. <laughs> yeah, wear your, stretch your yoga shorts. pants, man. <laughs> Um, all right, so I don't know. Did, did I give five already? Did I do five? I don't even know. I, I've lost count. I think count. you have one more to go, don't you? All right, so I was I going to... You, I know you have 12 more, so just... No, so I have um, I have a couple more, and then I want to just mention a couple of quick sort of off-the-radar ones for people to, to consider without going into in, in depth. I was going to fl- say Flame Tree. I know it's very, very popular. I think the food is great. There's some beautiful views in the seating areas. But I feel bad, man. I feel we're leaving studios out. We're not giving love to the studios. I had one, but I took it off. Yeah, I did. I'm going to give love where you probably don't think I'm going to give it, man. I would have given it to the commissary, but they took the the chicken curry off the menu, and I'm still sad. Um, You see what I did there? I'm going to go to Starring Rolls Bakery. That's the one I – amazing. See that? It's amazing. I'm I'm frightened beyond belief. And I even left it off because I was leaving it for you. I, I'm, I just, I'm so scared that you and I are thinking alike, mm-hmm. and um, because yes, I love when I go to the studios. Uh, my terrifying. routine normally is I'll go to the bakery, I'll get a, a bagel or something. I try and be as healthy as possible, and get a cup of coffee and sit outside yeah. and just people watch. But in addition to stuff that you can get, a lot of breakfasty treats, people don't realize that in there you can also get um, what they call a sweet and savory box, which is like grapes and cheeses and breads and strawberries. Really nice to sort of sit outside and, and, you know, have a mid-morning, early afternoon snack. But they have a a Black Forest ham sandwich and a turkey focaccia sandwiches. They're like $9, $10. But, dude, they are like the size of your face. Like they are so big. They're they're splittable. And I don't normally share. I'm not really a sharer when it comes to food. No, you're not. Uh, but they also have sushi. They have sushi in there as well. So you don't think about the Starring Rolls Bakery as a place to get sushi. Um, it, you know, Obviously, there's not a sushi bar there where the sushi chef is cutting it up. It, it's in the cooler, but it's actually very good. So if you need a little sort of sushi fix while you're at the studios, um, obviously a ton of baked goods and croissants and desserts and, and brownies and the peanut butter cupcake and the Butterfinger cupcake and name your cup cupcake is there not a ton of seating um but it's it's a very nice place to just sort of sit so i wanted to give a little bit of love to starring rolls bakery iced coffee iced coffee right you sit outside with nice iced iced coffee coffee. it's nice it's nice out there so it's it's interesting that um and i think they still have like they have like three or four different types of 
sushi when I was there, and and a ton of different types of flavored coffees and stuff too. So, uh, so how many places on your list have had sushi? <laughs> There's a I trend. Think, I think I call of them. Uh, oh well, not really close. Um, <laughs> I did want to mention very quickly uh, a few that I didn't put on my list because I wouldn't necessarily say, oh, I need to go here to go and eat um, counter service. They're somewhat off the radar, but they are worth a mention. The first is over at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge, and it's the Mara, right? They have some really, like, unique, somewhat kind of, um, almost, I want to say... Adventurous items there um, for a counter service locations because they do have um, they have a great breakfast menu there. Obviously, it's open all the time, but they have like chicken pitas and falafel pitas and all different kinds of flatbreads. But they have things like rotisserie chicken and African stew and barbecue chicken flatbread and salmon and I can't pronounce a couple of the other ones, but they've got some really mm. neat things as well as some less adventurous options. And if you are a fan of places like Boma, my friends, you can get zebra domes from the grab-and-go counter there as well. And that might actually get people oh. into the cars to drive oh. over to the mall, right? See what I did? Uh, also, I'm going right. Now you, now you got see? me hungry. Thanks Let's give more love to the resorts. You'll never think, I'm sure, unless you're staying there, and some people say, I wouldn't stay there unless I'm staying at a convention, which is the wrong thing to think. Go mm-hmm. to Disney's Coronado Springs Resort and yeah. go to... Uh, no, seriously. Sorry. Go, <laughs> I don't really, know what that was. Um, go to uh, <laughs> Coronado Springs Resort and go to the Pepper Market because you may not recognize it anymore because it went from a la carte mm. to buffet, back to a la carte, <clears throat> but it's sort of this indoor, open air style of uh, dining. So there's things like make your own pasta. And again, there's like 25 different entrees from sandwiches to cheesesteaks. Look, it's no Pats or Geno's, but it's close. You can get pizza, nachos, burgers, crab cakes, empanadas, which for me is reason to go there as well. A ton of different types of pizza. So there's a, a huge variety there. Like, And you can get ribs and stuff too. So very a lot of uh, international options, which is nice there. And I think part of the reason why there's so many different types is when they do have conventions, they want to have a wide variety of offerings. But when there are no conventions there, it is never really crowded. They have great amounts of food. The fact that you can sort of craft your own um, you know, pizzas and pastas and get chicken and sausage and meatballs on it is really nice. Uh, again, maybe not a place you'll take the drive, but some place to think about. And then finally... Um, is the Contempo mm-hmm. Cafe over at Disney's Contemporary Resort Hotel. Interesting that you brought that up. Now, why is that, my friend? And I say friend, it's very loose, but... Why? I understand. <laughs> I, 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 I've been there, I've eaten there. It's very nice. Although I got confused once, and but that's my own problem. <laughs> you, get conf- you get confused at meals a lot, don't you? <laughs> well, I get I got confused at Chipotle so much I won't even go in there because I don't understand. Oh, my God. You got to get the bowl with the barbacoa. And I don't know. I don't know. Give me a picture. Show me what's going on. But um, <laughs> now I, 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 for, for all of its charm and wonderfulness and everything, it's the site of what was my favorite restaurant in all of Walt Disney World. So I will forever hold that against it. Oh. But, <laughs> but if you can get past. Carry, carry on. <laughs> but if you can get past your, your emotional disconnect. Yes. Um, the one thing that 
the Contempo Cafe has that no other counter service restaurant has is a monorail going overhead, which is very, very nice. That's true. A huge and it's free. Right, and it's a free right. The monorail is free. Um, they have probably five or six different. They have a, a chicken artichoke flatbread with basil and and really really nice. Probably four or five different flatbreads, salads, a bunch of sandwiches, lobster roll, burgers. They have a really a beautiful mahi, um, like a spicy mahi sandwich on a focaccia roll. With and I actually get the I actually get the green beans instead of the French fries. Believe it or not, wow! Uh, I know spare ribs, uh, tuna salad, pastas, great kids menu, and some awesome. This is right up your alley. Awesome desserts there as well. A little mini mini bakery in there. So a bunch oh, yeah. of different types of cupcakes and baked goods and brownies and crispy sweet treats. Now I will say though the one thing I do I do like very much about the Contempo Cafe is the dining experience of which you mentioned you can sit and watch the monorail glide by but as an alternative may I suggest that you take your food exit go down the escalator one level find a seating area of which there are many and you will be dining in the biggest George Jetson living room that you have ever seen in your life. I think it's actually it's one of the coolest getaway places in all of Walt Disney World to go down there. As long I've never been there while a convention's going on, so I assume sometimes there must be people down there, but most of the time it, it's very quiet and it's huge. And you can find and there are these great sitting areas with you know these futuristic funky couches and chairs and stuff, and you can. You know, bring your food down, relax. Great place to just kick your feet up, enjoy some Cheetos or whatever you got from the uh, the place. But it's one of those great escape places. I will I will see your convention center and tell you to take your breakfast burrito Ooh. and go Man. downstairs, <laughs> go out the back door, yeah. a la George Jetson, go out the back door uh-huh. and go sit by the marina and mm. or the pool area. Mm-hmm. You can watch the monorail go by. You can see the sunrise over Bay Lake Tower. I'm not actually sure if it's in the east, but you get the point. <laughs> You've got Bay Lake right there, the watercraft going by. You can hear the sounds of the train and the Magic Kingdom off in the distance. It's usually very quiet out there in the morning. It's beautiful. On Just you get that right kind of Florida morning, that's where you go. And then you then you walk it off by taking the pathway to the Magic Kingdom. So not only are you eating healthy, but you're exercising too. And you're all limbered up for the Main Street Bakery. There you go. And, then and I, I'm, I was going to put this on. Does Club Cool count as counter service? I say nay. Then I chose wisely. You chose wisely, my young <laughs> adventurer. Um, so here's the question for you, right? If you could eat at only one... What's your favorite counter service location? Like, pick the one. This is a two part question for you and the listeners at home. So, so oh, I don't know if you're asking me or the. I'm asking you both. I want you to answer now. I want the listeners to answer in the comment section or on Twitter or Facebook. Tangerine Cafe. And as a follow up question, I have two more follow up questions. Oh. Uh, if you could only eat at one Walt Disney World restaurant uh, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, what would it be? The same one? 
Same one. Every meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. What would you eat? Now, remember, pick a place that has breakfast, lunch, and well, dinner. Well, now there. you're killing me because now you're going to – well, they don't serve breakfast well, there. that's little. your own stupidity. All right. So here – well, better yet. All right. So you've picked Tangerine Cafe. What is your Walt Disney World death row meal? Like, all right, Tim Foster, you're getting the gas in 15 minutes. What do you want to eat from Walt oh, Disney World? Well, my – my Funnel cake. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't Cream eat Cream spinach. Um <laughs> – well, if I'm at the Tangerine Cafe, they serve neither of those. So I guess I'm going lamb sh- shawarma. Shawarma, you're going <laughs> shawarma platter with twelve baklavas. You're going for the Tony Stark special. Nice. Well, I'll beat him. I'll beat him to the to the to the chair. So. I'll just go out on the baklava. Well, I want to know now. I want to know from the listeners. I want to hear from them. What's their favorite counter service location in all of Walt Disney World? It could be resorts. Theme park, downtown Disney, the boardwalk, knock my socks off, right? Because I'm sure people are saying, my God, man, how did you possibly not say this? How did you not say whatever this place is going to be? So here's a couple of different ways you could let me know. Go to WDWRadio.com. Click on the podcast link. Click on this week's episode. Leave your comments in the show notes. I will definitely watch them there, and I'll respond to you there. You can tweet me. I'm at Lou Mangello. Or visit Facebook.com slash WDW Radio. Leave your comments there. Keep the conversation going. Very curious to see, sort of by a show of hands or a show of votes, what the what people feel is their favorite. What is the best counter service location in all of Walt Disney World? And look, if you are tweeting me or Facebooking me or commenting, make your argument. What is it? Is it is it a certain item? Is it the ambiance? Is it what is it? that makes it the best. And then when you're done doing all that kind of stuff, head on over to guidetothemagic.com, right? And or Celebrations Press, or they, you're all one big hat. Like, is it one giant? And I'm making sort of the one, like, kumbaya, like, symbol. <laughs> or kumbaya. Celebrationspress.com there is you where, where you can go and enjoy all that goodness. And uh, I'll shameless plug, since you threw your book in there, about half an hour. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find out um, how to subscribe to Celebrations Magazine. We're just getting our next issue off to the printers, starring, of course, Seven Dwarves Mind Train. But we're also talking about the Festival of Fantasy, um, Off Kilter, uh, Walt Disney in the Florida Project, a little history for everybody, tour of the Germany Pavilion. We're going to look at the film Maleficent, Enchanted Tales with Belle, more magic. Lou travels back to 2001. It's a it's a fun-filled mayhem ride of magic. I have heard no mention of food, so we're going to have to hopefully, I'm going to have to go look for the food article now. Uh, oh, well, <laughs> all right. Hey, if you like the T-Rex. Uh, in I the, love T-Rex uh, Cafe. Well, then you might want to check out the next issue of the Oh, see, I like the teas. Yeah. I see what you're there doing. There you go. See? see? Awesome. So, Tim, this is always fun. We have many, many top tens uh, to go. I actually have a list, but if you have a top ten suggestion for Tim oh. or I, Email me. Email Lou at WDWRadio.com. Tell us the top ten that you want to hear about, and uh, we will hopefully cover on a future show. And, Tim, next time you come down, man, we've got to do some food. Maybe we'll do a food video together. How's that? Yeah, but I'll I'll warn you. I cannot do a top ten sushi. That's That's just you. That's that's all me. I I got nothing. I I get fish and chips. That's the end of my sushi. You know that I was kidding about you wearing yoga pants. Like I, I, I'm a. You don't big, want me to wear? Not no. That was not meant for you. Oh. Just, okay. 
nerds. All right. <laughs> I'll exercise. And with that, um, we will go back. That mental we'll image, we will part with. We will go into. I am so desperate for a, a shawarma platter right now. Hail, <laughs> Hail Hydra. Schoolhouse. School bread. Hail Hydra. It's time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history or see how well you pay attention to the details and what you see and possibly what you hear and then enter for a chance to win a Disney prize package. Before we get to this week's question, let's go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week was all about not what you see in the parks, but what you hear on some of the attractions. Because I asked you, where in the world have you heard the phrase... And for him, 100 years of torture in my deepest dungeon. Well, that was from Captain EO, and it was said by the Supreme Leader, played by Angelica Houston. So congratulations to all of you who entered and got this one correct. You were playing for all six of my audio tours of the Magic Kingdom, a copy of my new book, 102 Ways to Save Money for and at Walt Disney World, and a signed copy of my Walt Disney World trivia book, Volume 2. You can find all those by visiting the shop over at www.radio.com. And our winner, randomly selected from all correct entries last week, is Kevin Lakeland. So, Kevin, congratulations. Send me your address. I'll send out your prize package. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay, because here is your next opportunity to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So I'll stick with the space theme this week and ask you, in Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger Spin and Tomorrowland and the Magic Kingdom, what is the lowest possible rank you can get based on your score? So as you're finished on the attraction, if there's a status board that shows you a different level from one to seven based on your score, what's the lowest possible rank you can get? You have until Sunday, June 8th at 11.59 p.m. to send your answer to contest at wdwradio.com all you need to give me is not the score, but the name of the rank that you can get, the lowest possible rank you can get. Again, send it to contest at www.radio.com. You're playing for all the audio tours, a copy of my new book, and as long as we're sticking with the star theme, I will send you something from this year's Star Wars Weekend at Disney's Hollywood Studios. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks again for taking the time and tuning in this and every week. I want to give quick thanks to everybody again who has been so kind to rate and review my new book, 102 Ways to Save Money for and at Walt Disney World on iTunes and on Amazon.com. For example, Hino Fam just said, this book helps the first-time visitor as well as anyone who calls Disney World a home away from home. The tips on this book will help you save enough money to pay for the book 10 times over, well-written, thoroughly researched, I recommend it for anyone planning for a trip to Disney World. Thanks also to Madison Nicholson, T. Duncan, Donna Jenko, Gene Bancroft, and JCH. I really appreciate you and everybody else who has left a review. If you have the book, even if you don't purchase it from Amazon, please go and leave a review there. It's very much appreciated and very helpful. Don't forget that in addition to this podcast, which you can subscribe to, and please rate and review over on iTunes, visit the website at www.radio.com for our blog, videos, newsletter, app, discussion forums and lots more 
Also, be sure and tune in every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern for WDW Radio Live, a live video and interactive chat where you can be part of the conversation about this week's Disney news. This coming week on June 4th, we have a special show because Ridley Pearson, author of the Kingdom Keeper series of books, is going to join us for a live Q&A with you, and I'll be giving away two signed copies of Kingdom Keeper 7. Again, this Wednesday, June 4th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, visit www.radiolive.com. I love doing the live shows because it gives me a chance to interact with you one-on-one, real-time. I can also do that through Twitter and Facebook. At, I'm at Lou Mangiello on Twitter, facebook.com slash WDW Radio, or my personal profile, which has a lot of different non-Disney-related stuff. It's facebook.com slash Lou Mangiello. Facebook doesn't allow me to accept any more friends, so just follow my page over there, please. And I'd love to hear from you. You could be on the show by calling the voicemail at 407-900-9391. Or if you go to WDWRadio.com, click on the Send Lua voicemail button on the right-hand side of the page. You can leave it right from your computer. If you have a question you want emailed, answered on the show, you can email me at Lou at WDWRadio.com. But I think nothing beats a handshake and a hug, and that's why I love doing events every month in Walt Disney World. We have a meet of the month. The next one is this Saturday, June 7th. It's during Star Wars weekends from 9 to 11 a.m., so it gives you time to enjoy all the other Star Wars geeky goodness that's going on that day. It's going to be at the Backlot Express. And if you come in some Star Wars gear, like whether dressed like an Ewok, dressed like a Wookiee, or some sort of Star Wars clothing, I'll give you a prize while they last. Other events coming up include Mouska Meet in Roanoke, Virginia, June 12th and 13th. The Pacific Northwest Mouse Meet later on that month. And I'll also be in Dallas this summer at Podcast Movement. And don't forget, too, we also have the WDW Radio Cruise on the Disney Dream and the land portion of our Neverland and Sea event, our party at the Atlantic Dance Hall. Before the cruise, that's going to take place the weekend of August 9th. Visit the events page over at WDWRadio.com for more information about all the Disney-related meets of the month and other events. Also, visit LouMangelo.com to find out other non-Disney-related conferences and places I'll be speaking and find out how you can book me for your conference, your business, or for your school. Quick thanks to my partners and sponsors, Mouse Fan Travel, my official and recommended travel provider, whether you're going to Disney World, Land, Adventures by Disney, or coming along with us on any of our events, you can visit MouseFanTravel.com for the best possible prices, all available discounts, all at no cost to you. And as Tim said, if you want some Disney magic delivered right to your door, visit CelebrationsPress.com. I'm excited. I've got lots of other things that I'm working on and getting ready to share with you very, very soon. But as always, my friends, and you are my friends, whether we have met yet or not, all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Tweet out that you're listening. Come by, comment, and share links over on Facebook and Pinterest and YouTube. And please rate and review the show over on iTunes. It's very helpful, very much appreciated. And again, I am so incredibly grateful to each and every one of you who takes the time to listen to the show and comes to the meet and purchases books and products and allows me to do what I love and share my passion for Disney with you in so many different ways every day of the week. I wake up every day excited for the new opportunity that that is in front of me, and I want you to do the same. So remember, today, right now, is the opportunity to start something new, to start pursuing your passion and doing what you love So there's no more excuses. Today is the day and always keep moving forward. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you again so very much. So until next time, see ya. Hey, Lou. 
This is Lou of the WDW Memories podcast at WDW-Memories.net, where we virtually relive days in the park and binaural sound. I just wanted to chime in on your question from the end of show 361 about which things we love, miss, or remember most about the Disney MGM Studios. I have to say, one thing I miss most, it gets back to what the whole thing about being a live working studios is. I miss the original Studios Backlot Tour. Nowadays, you, you pay a premium for those behind-the-scenes tours. But originally, this was part of my uh, daily mission. They would take you on a three-hour tour that would allow you to see how the movie magic was actually made. I remember the first time I did it, uh, I started out riding on the residential street and then seeing Catastrophe Canyon and then going through the water tank to see how scenes could be displaced together to create a movie. Uh, going into the green screen area and seeing the bee from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and some kids flying on it. I remember walking above the live sets and, and later even being up there when the phone a complete stranger used, a, used to call those tour groups in the catwalk area. This, this attraction epitomized what the park was about. And I'm so sad to see that it was broken up to just Catastrophe Canyon and a couple of warehouses. Uh, anyways, I just wanted to share and chime in on the topic. Uh, oh, I also wanted to mention that I did share a copy of my video of Here Come the Muppets show in my podcast stream and on YouTube. So if you or any of you listeners wanted to go see a great show, come by my website. Thanks again for all you do for the Disney community, Lou. Bye. Hey, Lou, man. Hey, this is Larry Lee from um, Sacramento, California, way from the West Coast. Um, just wanted to say hey and and hi. How you doing? Um, I enjoy your your podcast. Um, I'm a huge um, Disney fan, pretty much since, since I was a kid. I'm like 44 now, and I'm really excited about um, trying to plan my first trip to Disney World. Um, after hearing your podcast, I mean it's like all about Disney World and everything. Um, definitely excited about going. And I'm definitely going to pick up your book, uh, the 102 ways to, uh, for, to save money at Disney World. Um, again, really excited. Uh, you really turned me into a really good, uh, WDW fan, um, as far as the, the podcast. I enjoy it. I, I listen to not only the news version on Wednesdays, but also the ones that you, uh, have also on the, um, I guess I think it's on Sundays. So again, I work quite a bit. Um, so I pretty much keep my ear on the on the on the MP3 format uh, from iTunes. Um, subscribe through them and also a YouTube channel. So again, I just enjoy everything that you're doing, man, and, and enjoy the, the podcast. Um, enjoy it. every 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 episode. I'm just really filling me in on a lot of things that I thought I knew about Disney. Um, again, it's just a full education, man. But I want to let you know I appreciate everything that you you're doing. Everything that your podcast is doing for us, man, and just keep up the good work. Um, um, appreciate everything, man. God bless.